Chapter 10 The Word in the Heart The Word of God abideth in you. 1 John 2, 14 I labor under the opinion that there was never a time in which the people of God had greater need to understand this passage than now. We have entered upon that part of the pilgrim path that is described by John Bunyan as the enchanted ground. The church and the world appear to be similarly enchanted with folly. Half the people of God hardly know their head from their heels at this time. They are staring after wonders, running after a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal, and waiting for still more astounding inventions. Everything seems to be spinning. A tornado has set in, and the storm is everywhere. Christians used to believe in Christ as their leader, and the Bible as their standard, but some of them are pleased with the kinds of leaders and standards that he never knew. Believe me, there will soon come new messiahs. Men are already pretending to work miracles. We will soon have false Christs, and lo, here, and lo, there, will be heard on all sides. Matthew 24, 23-24. Anchors are up, winds are out, and the whole fleet is getting into confusion. Men in whose sanity and stability I once believed are being carried away with one delusion or another, and I am driven to cry out, What next? And what next? We are only at the beginning of an era of mingled unbelief and fanaticism. Now we will know who are God's elect and who are not, for there are spirits abroad at this hour that would, if it were possible, deceive even the very elect. Matthew 24 24, and those who are not deceived are nevertheless severely tried. Here is the patience of the saints. Revelation 14 12. Let him look to himself, who is not rooted and grounded in Christ, for the hurricane is coming. The signs of the times indicate a celebration of delusions. People have ceased to be guided by the word, and claim to be prophets themselves. Now we will see what we will see. Blessed is the sheep that knows his shepherd, and will not listen to the voice of strangers. Here is the way to be kept steadfast. The word of God abideth in you. The word of God, that is to say, we are to believe in the doctrines of God's word, and these will make us strong. What strength they impart! Get the word into you thoroughly, and you will overcome the wicked one. When the devil tempted Martin Luther, the reformer's grand grip of justification by faith made him quickly victorious. Keep a firm grasp on the doctrines of grace, and Satan will soon give up attacking you, for they are like plate armor through which no doubt can ever force its way. The promises of God's word, too, give much power. To get a hold of a shall and will in the time of trouble is a heavenly safeguard. My God will hear me. Micah 7, 7. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Joshua 1, 5. Footnote. Two books, among others, available from an echo press that discuss the promises of God are Charles Spurgeon's According to Promise and a daily devotional Faith's Checkbook. These are divine anchors. Oh, how strong a man is for overcoming the wicked one when he has such a promise at hand! 
Don't trust yourself out on the street in the morning until you have laid a promise under your tongue. I see people put respirators on in foggy weather. The respirators don't make them look very lovely, but I believe they are useful. I recommend the best respirator for the harmful atmosphere of this present evil world when I urge you to take a promise to your lips. Did not the Lord conquer the tempter in the wilderness with that promise, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God? Matthew 4, 4. If you get the promises of God to lodge within you, you will be strong. Then pay attention to the precepts, for a precept is often a sharp weapon against Satan. Remember how the Lord Jesus Christ struck Satan a killing blow by quoting a precept. Scripture, It is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Matthew 4:10. If the precept had not been at hand, with what would the adversary have been rebuked? Nor is a threatening at all a weak weapon. The most terrible threatenings of God's word against sin are the best helps for Christians when they are tempted to sin. Scripture, How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Genesis 39, 9. How would I escape if I turned away from him who speaks from heaven? Tell Satan the threatenings and make him tremble. Every word of God is life to holiness and death to sin. Use the word as your sword and shield. There is none like it. Now notice that John not only mentions the word of God, but the word of God in you. The inspired word must be received into a willing mind. How? The book that lies there is to be asserted here, in the inmost heart, by the work of the Holy Spirit upon the mind. All of this letter has to be translated into spirit and life. The word of God abideth in you. That is, first to know it, and then to remember it, and treasure it up in your heart. Following this, we must understand it and learn the analogy of faith by comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 1 Corinthians 2.13 Until we have learned the system of divine truth and are able to explain it and promote it. Next, have the word in your affections. Love it so much that it is as honey or the droppings of the honeycomb to you. Psalm 19.10 When this is the case, you must and will overcome the wicked one. A man instructed in the Scriptures is like an armed knight who inflicts many wounds when he goes among the mob, but suffers none, for he is sealed up in steel. But that's not all. It's not simply that the Word of God is in you, but the Word of God abideth in you. It is always there. It cannot be removed from you. If a man gets the Bible right into him, he is all right then, because he is full and there is no room for evil. When you have filled a container full of wheat, you have effectually gotten the chaff out. Men go after strange and false doctrines because they don't really know the truth, for if the truth had gotten into them and filled them, they would not have room for these daydreams. A man who truly knows the doctrines of grace is never removed from them. I have heard our opponents rant at what they call obstinacy, but being steadfast in the truth is not a fault. 
Once the truth really gets into you, it will enter into the texture of your being and nothing will get it out of you. It will also be your strength by causing you to watch against every evil thing. You will be on your guard if the word abides in you, for it is written, When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. Proverbs 6.22 The word of God will be to you a fortress and a high tower, a castle of defense against the foe. See to it that the word of God is in you, in your very soul, permeating your thoughts, and so operating upon your outward life so that all people may know that you are a true Bible Christian, because they see it in your words and deeds. This is the sort of army that we need in the church of God, men who are strong by feeding on God's word. Aim for that, and when you have reached it, then aim for even greater heights, so that you may become fathers in Israel. Up to this measure, at any rate, let us endeavor to advance and advance at once.